And a very warm welcome back to the Bar Stewards Inquiry, as always in association with systembet.co.uk. I'm Catherine Fry, and joining me as always are Lee Keys of Systembet and John Leng of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. Before we start tonight, I know that the guys will join me in wishing Gina Andrews all the very best after her horrific fall at Chance Day. I understand that she is spending the night at Gloucester Royal Hospital. Our very best wishes do go to her. So we'll be previewing day two of Chatham's December meeting. First of all, we're just going to take a look at some of the sort of current topics in racing. We're going to look at the ban handed out to Callum McKenz, stewarding in the UK in general, the gambling review, and the situation with Altior last weekend. Um, so, John, I know you love these uh, weighty topics. So I'll come to you first. Where do you want to start with that? Um Callum McInnes, I think, because I don't feel sorry for the kid, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, mean, uh, I thought it was quite astonishing, really. The, I read the BHA report that no one would actually put the name to it. It was just like a generic, generic report. Mentioned his untruthfulness, for God's sake, you know? Yeah. Ollie Murphy's supposed to be standing by him 100%. So, if there was untruthfulness proven, why is Ollie Murphy standing by him 100%? Why are they not having a word with Ollie Murphy? Always standing by somebody who was untruthful, you know? Um, um, Camilla Cotton apparently was the trainer's representative at Hereford, and she was asked by the skills to disclose the riding instructions. McInnes said he'd been told to jump off in midfield, get his mount settled and slowly creep into the race. Now, as the racing towards the end of the back straight, I saw a jockey that was trying as hard as anybody in that particular bunch that he was riding in. Um, the trainer's representative confirmed that those were the, uh, the instructions. And then uh, he was asked to explain what was described as a very exaggerated style. Now, again, it didn't look like Jamie Spencer hunting him up out the back or anything like that. Um, Cotton said she was satisfied with the ride he gave, which again makes me wonder why this lad's got 56 mm. days. Um, and the answers about the way which McKinnis normally rode and the satisfactoriness of the ride was subsequently admitted by both McKinnis and Cotton to have been deliberate lies, the panel's report revealed, which, um, now where that's come from, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't say how they found out of deliberate lies. But then, also in the story, there was eight days before the Hereford race, um, the panel's report emphasised that Murphy had been found 3,000 quid over the running and riding the fences Huntington. Also, having been ridden by another of his conditionals, Fergus Gregory. The panel believed that subsequent talks the trainer had conducted with his conditionals meant well have informed McKinney's riding it to Hereford. Why are they not doing something with Murphy? That's mm-hmm. a big, big question. Because um, he's well, in the in crowd. Well, also, I noticed that these days the BHA using. Lewis Weston, a sports barrister, who was sharper than a Gurkha knife, really. Um, 
he's very, very tasty. And I, I can't see some of these lower echelon trainers and jockeys who think uh, the clap that their sister got was a round of applause. Um, they need to sharpen their acts up somewhat. You know? Yeah, yeah, nicely put, John. Yeah. Um, there's the state of racing at the moment. Um, it, it, national hunt racing in particular, is it, it's not in a good way, is it? I mean, <clears throat> just before we came, came on air here, we were reminiscing about you know, the glory days of Desi being the top two miler and the top three miler in the country at the same time. Um, where do you stand on the Altior debate of last week, Lee? Well, first and foremost, um, I, I, I respect trainers obviously want to get horses there in top condition. Um, when they can't, um, I can see why they don't want to run, etc. But but when Anderson starts peddling absolute gonads about <laughs> about the going, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the biggest load of tosh yeah. ever. Um, sure, it's just, it's embarrassing. And the yeah. thing is, you know, I mean, th they always try and put the onus back on the interviewer as if the interviewer is the one that's, you know, the yes. devil's spawn, you know, like, and, you know, and, and it's, I thought it was really unfair what Anderson was doing on Lydia. He, he, oh, definitely. Yeah. He, 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 was, he was making her feel really awkward yeah. to, to ask these, these questions. And she's perfectly entitled to ask those questions and is actually doing her job really well in asking those questions. Absolutely. Um, so it was it was very disappointing, uh, irrespective of whether Altior should or should not have run or whatever. The, the excuses was absolutely mm. pathetic. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And um, I know you guys uh, want to talk about the gambling review. Lee, did you want to start on that and then bring John in? Sure. Um, I mean, this is this is worrying times, and 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 some some people might actually think that. Um, that this is some not a problem, or, or but th this has got long-term ramifications for everyone. Um, there are two things really that stand out from a, a selfish perspective and a racing perspective mm -hmm. in the affordability checks. So basically, when they bring this in, as in, you know, you've basically got to prove that you are allowed to have so or, or able to bet in certain amounts now the problem with this is it will have to be means tested by a certain set of rules a certain set of rules could mean salary uh savings whatever which is prying into people's personal affairs yeah, as, as a start for 10 yeah and you know speaking from my selfish perspective um what am i gonna do i, I haven't got a salary this is what i do for a living so yeah. so basically Am I exempt? Is, is there some kind of... So that's yeah. the first worry. Um, and the, the second worry would be, re reading into the report, was that they got, they're going to they're gonna basically put a lot of pressure on banks to uh, become even more tougher on gambling transactions, which, mm -hmm. again, will, will basically put people in very difficult positions in trying to deposit yeah. uh, with threats of closure of accounts, which obviously I, I know several professional punters that have this problem already with banks closing their yeah. accounts. Um, this will be more widespread, causing problems for families that maybe, maybe you know, that the, the are betting and, and then all of a sudden the bank says, no, no, we don't want any of this. We're closing your account. Yeah. Um, 
it really is worrying. And 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 finally, um, the thing is, the Betfair exchange, which is the lifeblood, I'd say, for most people in getting any any kind of value, um, uh, you know, in these modern times, um, would be would be finished because you are taking away the bottom one. If 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 the if the the average guy or or, or lady cannot get a bet. Um, you know, because they, 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 they've exceeded the deposit limit of £100 for the month, then then where, where is the fee, Where is the field money? Where is where is the field money on the exchange? It is dead. Um, yeah. so, so basically, I'll have to look into buying chip shops and thing, things like that, you know, and <laughs> become a chief fryer, I think, uh, in, yeah. in about two years. So, so worrying times for me. Yeah. Um, very concerned. Yeah. Uh, John? Racing needs to get its arms around this very, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be hard pressed to find a bigger pair of banana heads than Oliver <laughs> um, behind this. Um, basically, um, Oliver Dowden is really the reason God created the middle finger. <laughs> um, whilst Millions of people gamble responsibly day in, day out. He's really tackling gambling from a Quaker's perspective. Yeah. And seeing everything bad in gambling and children being vulnerable and all the rest of it. And it's it's a tiny, tiny minority. And the pair of them between them, they're, they're really good if they're just allowed to run unchecked through this. They could wreck an entire billion pound industry, you know. Mm-hmm. Huddleston, really, I mean, he's a man you could get to leave a meeting by throwing a stick for him to fetch. We, uh, the, the rubbish he's come out with there. We're committed to protecting young people from gambling-related harm, which is why we're raising the minimum age for the National Lottery. God almighty. Yeah. Patterns of play have changed since its inception. Patterns of play, you know, it's a lottery ticket. They're buying a lottery ticket. Yep. They're not playing anything. They're buying a lottery ticket. You know, it's ridiculous. But that's their perception of gambling. Racing needs to lobby these people and show them, you know, in very simple terms, obviously, what the industry is all about because these two have not got a clue. They're talking about not financing betting through credit cards. Well, every credit card I've had, you've been able to go and get cash. Yeah. So what what's the difference if a bookie can't take a payment off a card over the phone, they'll go and get the cash out and put it in the betting shop. Yeah. You know, maxing out a credit card on betting, it's a rite of passage. It's like crashing a hire car and getting to a fragment by mistake. It's what happens as you grow up and you go through life, you know. It's real life. These idiots haven't got a clue. Yeah. Class. Uh, another I, I, absolute class rant from John Lang there. I mean, can, can I just add as well that, I mean, the, the one thing that worries me is that they can't differentiate from games of skill and games of chance. We, we all know why. We all know why. Uh, this review's come about because of the the fruit machines, the yep. the FOBTs, yep. uh, which got reduced in stake, and th- they're the ones that have caused massive problems to people's lives because Huge, basically yeah. it's an absolute cash cow, um, which everyone saw and knew. 
And yeah. and the thing is, are they going to tar racing, football betting, games of skill? In, and and these burnheads, and, I, and I've seen the website, you know, it is like they, they want to punish everything. It's like, oh, you, you're, we can punish don't, you. Don't you think we the as well? That's because the, the marketing people that, that the BHA are in thrall to refuse to market racing as a game of skill. Yeah. Yeah. Massively, yeah, uh, and it is. I mean, I mean, basically, bookmakers can be beaten. The exchange can be beaten. Um, you know, it, it, it offers the drink. You've, you have to entice people into the sport. You have to offer a, a, a dream, a level of, of being able to. Well, I, I could, I could potentially make a right few quid out of this. Um, if you take that all away and just, just, I mean, what's the difference, for example, between betting on horse racing and betting on the stock market? Absolutely zero. Yeah, nothing. In terms, it's skill. It's pure. It's pure skill and inside information. Whatever you want to call it, form book, whatever. It's it's exactly the same. But yet, but yet, racing could get tarnished by fruit machines. In essence, you know, like it's one rule for one, one rule for all. It it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Very worrying times for our sports. We move on. We're going to look at um, Cheltenham day two of the. December meeting, and I'm delighted to say that I'm actually going tomorrow. Um, I was I about stabbing and starting out. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tupperware parties, John. You know, you just got to attend them. Um, I was one of the last... ticket in that sandwich box you bought, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> he's a sly old dog, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's why it's at these Cotswolds uh, Tupperware parties. Uh, delighted to say I will be on course tomorrow. I'm very much looking forward to it being back. And to be honest, just a bit of normality watching racing live again and hearing the crowd. It was great actually. Um, a couple of races today to just hear the crowd. Um, you know, realise how much you sort of miss these things. But anyway, I'll look at the Cheltenham card for tomorrow. Um, Lee, how have you got anything going for you in the first, or where do you want to start? Um, yeah, I'll have a look. Um, basically. Um... It's the juvenile uh, hurdle. Um, oh God, look at the prices! You know, I mean, I mean, this is you, you come on air and you think, well, this isn't too bad. It's sort of two to one fifty, yeah. like seven or four. Adagio now five to four mm. as 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 we broadcast. Now that obviously is a play. You know, well, I mean, Adagio's very solid. I, I checked, I checked the opposition in terms of uh, did a bit of sort of like timing in between hurdles and stuff like that and and the rest of the field don't look up to much at all um unless the dan skelton newcomer shake a leg mm-hmm. uh first time of hurdles you know managed to jump like pegasus i cannot see adagio uh struggling to dispatch these run second to duffelco obviously and i, I like duffelco i think yeah. it's a real strong stayer uh, for a juvenile and adagio only only found him too good so very very solid yeah okay um john anything for you in in the juvenile the funny thing is what lee was mentioning there earlier in the week i was told that shake a leg has schooled brilliantly in words of my contact um okay. i don't know whether i'd be prepared to back it in this i'd probably just take a watch in brief but i have been told it's schooled really really well okay mm. um move on to the novices chase Obviously, uh, Shantry House, the 8-13 to favourite, third in the Supreme. 
Um, I actually fancy Kel Destan in this. I think um, going up in Chip will, will help him immensely. Uh, grade one winner as a juvenile. Um, uh, it'd be my pick. Oh, I know, obviously, San Chantry House is everyone expects him to go on and be a superstar, but I do have the, the fancy for Kel Destan over Chantry House. Um, John, what are your thoughts would be? I think we're in for another Hendo episode tomorrow. Um, <laughs> An episode of Nicky. Yes, because he's declared fewer little rattles. Um, now, last time I was in Blamley, good to soft down for the pool performance. I, can, I cannot see that one running. And uh, I think the press will be looking for Nicky Boy after lunch. Okay. For an explanation, if he does run. Yeah. Um, so what are you doing? This is heavy, surely, Nicky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, no surprise the, the going change uh, came today. Um, it's we've had a, you know, it's been cold. But it's also been very wet. We've had a sort of pretty damp first half of the winter, and I just cannot see how there's any good to soften that ground. But hey ho. Um, Lee, your thoughts on Shantry House versus Keldestar? Um, yeah, I, I can see see where you, where you guys are coming from. Um, like Chantry House for me w- w- um, wasn't foot perfect at all at Ascot. You mm-hmm. know, he, um, he, he was he was fiddly. He, he, to be honest, he didn't get a great ride either. I didn't think um, so. There could be a lot more improvement to come. Just just interesting. Last Saturday, I think I think Henderson. You know, must have just like forgot the juice tint because you know last Saturday he just had a complete blowout. So he might have got the full stock in for the uh, for this Saturday. You know, to to, to get the full full eye popping performance out this this weekend. Um, so yeah, um, maybe Funny you should say eye popping. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so I mean, Chantry House. I, I I do like the horse, but. Uh, to be taking sort of eight okay. to thir- thirteen is ridiculous to say. How he looked very sticky on debut, so yeah, not yeah. a race I really want to play in. To be honest. Okay, okay. Um, so move on to one fifteen. The Spodex handicap chase. Um, I have just decided to leave this as a watching group. Uh, either either of you two have any thoughts on here? Um. Probably from a, an exchange perspective, um, you know, for anyone that, that does, you know, playing running on Betfair or whatever. I mean, Sky Pirates hilarious. On the <laughs> I mean, you know, what 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 a thug, you know. I mean, he'll yeah. get, he'll get there cantering and then just oh, you know. So so I mean, anyone that that you know, just li- just leave it in, just just leave a short price lane for Sky Pirate would be my call. <laughs> uh, I agree entirely with that as well. Um, okay. and, and uh, I just, we, we overdid the waiting tactics last time, otherwise it'd probably cruised into contention there as well. Yeah, mm. that's my way in there, really, in a, in a, in a very very tricky thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll leave that one well alone. Um, in the in the feature race of the day, the Caspian Caviar Gold Cup, um, I actually quite like two in this, and I'm just looking. I'll start off. I'm interested to see if there's going to be any money for the Gary Moore Benatar. Um, there's, I, I expect there to be some money for it. Um, I like um, the Michael Winters horse, Chatham Street Lad. Um, 
think read a few reports that say that he you know this might sort of the trip might be beyond him but i i don't actually i don't believe that the dam won at two mile six and he's got a half sister as a two mile four winner he's five lengths clear at cork on heavy ground um you see there's been a little bit of money around him at 12 to one he would be a bet for me and um i also like huntsman's son um i think keelan woods is, is riding particularly well of late and uh, alex hells is having a good season and um I'd give a, give a nod to that one definitely at 20 to 1. Uh, Lee, your thoughts on the big race? Well, I mean, for for, for sort of sentimental reasons, obviously, I, I, you know, I'd like Brian Ellison to, to, sort, to sort of win a race like this. Yeah. Um, Will it jump round, right? You what, John? Sorry? Will it jump round? Well, the, the, thing, the thing for me is, this is the first time it's probably in it, been in a race like this. Yeah. You know, ultra competitive. Um, you know, it's going to put a lot of pressure on it. The other thing as well, I, I did a, I did a bit of research into Brian a, a while ago. Second time out, Brian's got terrible stats. I don't know why that is. Like really bad, as in, yeah. as in the, the, not just the underperform for some reason. I don't know. But second time out is not the time to follow Brian. So, but so so Windsor Avenue. I'd love to run well, but but I, I can't really really be with it um i to be honest again i found the race incredibly difficult i did, did find it interesting in what catherine just said about benatar um i think that's very interesting mm. um you know because i mean this horse I, you know i know you've got to go back a while um because obviously you know he's probably had his problems but the the, the when you know he's got the form basically yeah, to, has, to be yeah. very competitive 142 so if they've got that cherry ripe, it will be interesting. Yeah. Um, John, have you? Um, I know National Hunt Racing isn't isn't your favourite, but have you uh, have you given this one a glance? Yes, and in, in the words of Quasimodo on his Tinder profiles, <laughs> I have a little hunch <laughs> that um, Midnight Shadow could have been targeted at this race. Okay. Um, still a young arse, it seems as though it's been on the same yeah. term. Has been running off 155 last season. Down to 148 now. Needed the debut, just to him up. Ran as though he needed the debut, I should say. Um, yeah, it's in reasonable form. Probably could be a little bit better, but, you know, they're running all right. I think 91's really sporting. It'll go handy. Um, to course and distance winner, it should get round. Although at the minute I'm doing well to get him out the paddock. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I quite like that. Man. Go on. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously he's uh, had a successful trip to Cheltenham before, and I'd, I mean, this is probably his trip as well, isn't it? So, um, excellent. Okay. That's that one covered. Uh, let's go on to the the Albert Bartlett novices. Not nothing really stands out here to me, but I do have a little bit of a fancy sixteen to one uh, for Pat's fancy of Rebecca Curtis. Obviously, seen him win at Foss last on on heavy ground, and I think by tomorrow there could well be a little bit of heavy in the description. We are drew, we are due a little bit of uh, rain couple of hours early morning um so yeah it would be it's not going to be um 
yeah. A few pennies on at 16 to 1. Um, Lee, anything you like here? Yeah, um, can't knock that at all, Catherine. Um, I mean, there's, there's horses I want to be against. And, and this, by the way, would be a very substandard renewal for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I don't really think anything's, you know, really takes my eye. Um, I, I, I did like Make Good until then I saw the jockey booking. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, I, I yeah, mean, exactly. I mean, same, same, yeah. You know, and, and then that sort of put me off at around sort of six, seven to yeah. one. So I, I was struggling. I was struggling for a second. You might wake up a bit stiff in the morning, Lee. Well, I mean, he, he decked that mare at the second last today. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, how many times has he done that? I mean, I'd love to go back in through his career and look how many times he's he's he decked one, you know, second last or last. It's got to be high. Cause... Like last, I still haven't got over last week at Aintree at the Hunter's Call. Absolutely no. cruise him and he walks him through like that. Just, yeah. I can't, I just, it's got to the stage now where him and one or two others, I just, I just won't have a bet when I see that jockey booking. For sure. Yeah. Okay, John. Um, I did look at Danny Kerwan, um, only enough for a novice at seven year old, but I think he's had his first fresh out of problems. Um, pumpkin had picked from several thousand candidates he's probably got for this type of race. By Scorpion out with a French bread mare as well, so if the ground does go filthy, you would hope it amply. Yeah. Um, for the ones that I think we get too excited about, but I think we're all right. Okay. Okay, lovely. So on to the um, the international, the return of Goshen, Goshen, however you want to pronounce it. Um, John, your thoughts on Goshen and his path to the champion hurdle, obviously starting tomorrow. I don't think he's a champion hurdle, ask myself. Um, I was really disappointed with the flat stuff, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I hesitate to say it's typical of he had like mowers, but you know, I mean, oh, we got him right, we're expecting an impressive performance, and he gets stuffed. And oh, yeah. well, I want to tell little problems that we sat there out, and certainly, we'll, we'll, it'll be all right next time, and he gets stuffed again. Oh, well, yeah, we're, we know what we did wrong there now, and we go, nah, you know, um, yeah. you could see <laughs> how you could back him tomorrow. Yeah. After what he's done on the flat, I know I know it's a different discipline and all the rest of it, but he was entitled to run much much better on the flat, and mm-hmm. gave him the time off. He had, he had all the time in the world to get him right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the Jelly Dale stands were closed all summer. I mean, he, he had nothing to do other than keep his eye on Goshen, and still they couldn't get the arse right. I couldn't have it, not even in a raffle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm sort of at the opposite end of the view here. So, okay. I, I, right. Um, the, the reason being that um, the flat runs for me, I'm not really that bothered about because, for starters, Haydock was a crawl. He was, he, he was five to two on. Um, Haydock was an absolute crawl on the sectionals, and that, and that was his undoing. And bear in mind, he was ridden by Hector Crouch, who's you know you may as well have Peter Crouch on um, <laughs> both, both 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 starts. Um, I'd like yeah, to see that. Actually, yeah, actually, I would because it would have been better than poor old Hector. Um, 
And then, then he, he went too hard and uh, at Goodwood. And it's very difficult to make all at Goodwood. Um, and to me, I'm not making excuses, but I am making excuses. But the, the, the thing is, Kel Destan, for example, scrambled him off 68 mm-hmm. at Bath uh, on the flat. It is a different discipline. And for the majority of the last season, Gershon was absolutely electric at his hurdles, barring the last hurdle that was crucial yeah. uh, for his stardom. Um, and as I said, I, I do. I, I, I'm not. I, I'm not saying the horse is a betting proposition, but for people that are saying, oh, "I didn't really like his flat runs," I, that's not really an argument for me. Do you um, think that triumph, lady? You think he'd run on the flat? Um. They've always thought he potentially listed class on the flat, but what I think the problem is, I think he's actually too slow for the flat. I think he, I, th- I think that that's half the problem. I, th- I think he, he likes a, he likes that change of gear. He'll gallop, he'll absolutely gallop and gallop all day long, but he just likes that change of gear to be that. Good. I mean, bearing in mind, he ran on the flat for eighty-eight. He's, you know, that's no. You know, I mean, what was all mankind? What, for example, you know, like if if we talk about the flat and jumps, what was all mankind on the flat? You know, you know, it, it's it's a di- it's a different discipline. Yeah. And as I said, if, if Goshen shows the electric uh, technique prior, well, it, it was not, not even prior. He jumped very well in the in in the in you know in the triumph, but he but he, he he just he just got the last the, the stride at the last rung. Well, didn't he get out top or something? Sorry. Didn't his plates get out up at the last or something? He's didn't, didn't he jump? Didn't he try and jump something? I, I thought. I thought he uh, may have said back plate got stuck in the overhang of the front or something. They said. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, John. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thinking about it, uh, memory wise. I, I think that was what actually decked him. Um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. The, it was literally as he came over. Yeah, but anyway, so I'm not saying he's necessarily a betting proposition, but what I would say is, I do want him to win. Okay. Uh, from 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 a fan fan perspective, a fan, I do want yeah. him to come back and yeah. Okay. He's the only potential horse to come out of this, isn't he? I mean, this, I mean, I fancy Silver Street, but. You know, if he won that, it's a so what result, isn't it, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I fancy so royal. I've I've um, fully enjoyed his switch back to Timber. And I like the way that he's being campaigned. And I really, really do hope that they go to the champion hurdle with this horse. Um, it, they're almost taking a sort of quite an old-fashioned route to the festival, which I fully admire. You know, Alan King's not frightened to be running him in all what used to be the recognised trials to to the champion hurdle. And um, I actually think he's a bit of a crazy prize tomorrow. And what, what we know about him, I mean, he was a, he's a really talented chaser and looks to be, you know, champion hurdle class to me. I hope they do run him in the champion hurdle. Um, so he's actually my nap of, of the day tomorrow. So right. Yeah, there you go, 13 to 2. When you um, said the old-fashioned approach to the festival there, Catherine, I thought you meant he was going to ride him to the meeting. Shut <laughs> off at the February, and... Yeah, yeah no. I'll tell, just... tell you what, if Brad stopped trained it, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't mind that, though, would you? Because they're just a little bit bonkers. 
Yeah. They, you know, they do sort of, they get the horses involved. Um, we close with the Close Brothers Mayor's Handicap Hurdle Festival winner, Indefatigable, uh, heads the weights. Um, to me, I just looked at this and gone, no, 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 I haven't a clue. Either of you got any views on this? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm disappointed. Um, yeah, again, I mean, uh, I, I'm, it's my nap of the, 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 the day, really. Uh, Aggie with it, uh, okay. Dan Skelton's. Uh, Mayor, um, the reason being, um, I think she toyed uh, with the rivals at Taunton, um, really, really did toy with them. Um, and you could see there was absolutely bundles left. And there's, there's no way that 127 marks her down as accurate. I think she's a lot better than that. But okay. sad, sadly, the market also does. And five to one into seven to two. Yeah. Makes- Makes my blood boil, um, <laughs> but there you go. But yeah, Aggie with it was my best bet of the day. Now it's become like boring. So, okay, yeah. uh, John, any mares in this? In in the men, mares. Uh, I'd rather watch a fire as an elf. I need to be honest. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so um. Anything at any of the away meetings for either of you two? Uh, mine would probably be, a, I expect Wild Max to follow up at Doncaster. Um, Lee, anything anywhere else? Um, yeah, I, my, my best bet away from Cheltenham tomorrow. Um, and again, you know, we'll have to look at prices on the day, but um, I felt uh, she, <laughs> talking, John won't like this because it's another mayor. Um, one thirty, one thirty at Doncaster. She's Gina, uh, the Dan Skelton runner. Uh, second off the uh, trainer switch from Seamus Mullins. Um, ran at uh, Taunton was weak in the market, which says to you that the 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 the, 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 the Skelly Wags didn't have this one. Maybe Cherry Ripe. Um, you know, and the fo- if you look at the form of that, that is going to be one warm race. The winner was uh, JP's of um, uh, trained by Philip Hobbs. You know um, that that could literally be anything uh, in, in its in its career. The second horse in the race was out on patrol, trained by Alan King. That was the, a very close third to Robin Gold, the one of you know it's won again today at Bangor, the one of mm-hmm. Skeltons that keeps winning cheeky. Um, um, uh, the, the mayor of theirs. So it's very, very strong form for the level. Okay. Um, so she's Gina would be a, a very good each way bet for me. Um, okay. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. Uh, John? Uh, yeah. Um, I like Wild Max, uh, Michelle Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice in that race, Red Rum Racing have a run of that. Yeah, they have, yeah. And uh, I posted my views on that and the resurrection of the colours of me personal Facebook page and I, I don't think I'd better go into it on either that's uh, what I actually thought of that. Um, Maybe not, I don't, I don't need another lawsuit on my hands John. No, um, the three mile novice chase I thought of all the gin joints looks a thorough steer that might not go fast enough but if I jump off and the buckers are going a good lick I might just have a little bit in running there and pick these up. Okay. Um, and then in the 315, I thought it was mildly amusing that Cotton Wall Nicky had actually bumped into one 
he's done arses with another one of his arses. Um, he takes such great care over uh, entering and actually running them. So one of his will probably win and he'll be left with a bunch of pissed off owners who pulled him <laughs> um, Sad, sad, sad times up at Greystoke for thousand. I'm afraid. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so we're doing we're doing a new thing uh, on the Bar Stewards Inquiry where it's the it's the Bar Stewards Inquiry patent. Uh, so we're each going to give you a horse and um, our best bet of the day and whack them into a paint and see what happens. So mine would be so royal, Lee. Well, I, I was arguing with it, but because of the price contracting, I'm now going to switch to she's Gina. In okay. the 130 at Doncaster. Lovely. And John? Uh, mine's a Hereford. Yeah. Of course it is. It's in the bunny green and gold. No comment. Um, I get the impression Tom O'Brien's going there for this. Good. There's a tongue tie and a hood on. Both useless implements, unless the stewards have you in to explain the improvement. Um, <laughs> and for me, Really, there were two fairly questionable runs in the last six. No. Tomorrow could be the day, and I'm chucking that one in. Okay, fantastic. Hey, well, thanks as ever um, for listening. Obviously, we will be back next week. We'll also be doing a, a Christmas special, looking at all the great racing over Christmas. But for now, goodbye, and thanks for listening.